looking after your gut health will benefit your your overall health in mm-hmm. so many different ways. So I, does it have anything to do with poop bloating? Well, it's important um, to yeah. Like um, you're, I was guessing that this is like I thought you were going to say, and then the final thing is poop. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Meyer and I'm delighted that this week we are talking about food for the whole show. It's nothing but food. My guest panellists this week are both nutritionists and both well-versed in my favourite topic, which is food. Um, Ashley O'Kelly of AOK Nutrition and author of Eat Yourself Beautiful, Rosanna Davison, join me today. A little bit later on, we'll be talking to Debbie O'Reilly, a former Irish international boxer who's recently launched Ireland's first health and fitness subscription box. So ladies, you're very welcome to the show. Before we get into things, we do like to kick things off with a game to get everyone comfortable. So it's called Six Words or Less and it's for our readers and listeners of Her.ie who may not know you. So you have to describe yourself in six words or less and it can be a string of words or it can be a sentence and Rosanna I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go to you okay first. it's relevant now I suppose and mine is refusing to feel festive until December oh that, that's a <laughs> really good one I feel yeah. like it's been shoved in our faces all the time and as much as I love Christmas and the festive season I'm gonna just not peak too soon wait until the first of December that's a brilliant one I have to say with this game people are definitely going towards the words more than the sentence so I like to get a little sentence now and again so I really like that one actually <laughs> you like my sentence then too so mine would be um, believer in balance lover of chips Oh, <laughs> that's a great one. Ashling, I do want to talk to you a little bit about AOK Nutrition, which is the company that you have. So you provide nutritional therapy, food intolerance testing and herbal medicine as well. Isn't that what's going yeah, on there? Yeah. So how did you get involved in the industry in the first place? God, where do we begin? Um, so it actually pretty much from when I was been brought up, my mum was a naturopath. So I'm a naturopath as well, which means that we use a combination of loads of different things together. So when you go onto my website, you'll see I do nutrition. We do um, herbal medicine, food intolerance tolerance testing so we use a combination of loads of different healing tools together and that's what a naturopath is so when I was growing up um, that's just what we did in the house like none of us had antibiotics none of us were sick and if we had a cold or a flu we'd go in and get some like vitamin C and echinacea and that kind of thing so yeah. it was just general knowledge for me and then as I got older and realised actually no people don't know about this this isn't general knowledge I was like I just went into it then I want to just help people I want to teach people about it and I want to kind of spread natu- the naturopathic um, word basically so it's been ingrained in you essentially from a, from a very young age and it's not something that you woke up at 15 you were like I'm going to be a naturopath yeah pretty yeah. much and I suppose I had a little bit of like a rebellious stage where like my mum would drive me mad when we were growing up she used to like chase me like you know going to sleep over my friends and she'd be like you have to eat your broccoli before you go and she'd drive me demented and then when I was in college I like completely like stopped doing everything she told me and then I got sick like I kept getting sick all the time and I yeah. was like okay obviously what she was saying like meant something and I like had my first antibiotic when I was like 20 and I kind of took, took, took a step back and was like okay this actually makes Works. a difference yeah exactly yeah. so then I just went and started studying it then myself Rosanna obviously you're a very well known face in Ireland you won the title of Miss World back in 2003 you're also an actress and a singer and a model and a writer and an author and I could go on <laughs> um, but in the last few years nutrition and food has become an integral part of your world and your business <clears> as well so can you tell me about that progression yeah, so a bit like um, Ashling said, I was really brought up with uh, a mum especially who was very much into growing her own fruit and veg in the garden. She also was very much into giving us you know, the maybe herbal alternatives to um, you know, taking medicine and yeah. painkillers and things like that. So I was really brought up on a very sort of healthy whole foods lifestyle. Um, 
but also personally I was fascinated by human physiology all through school I took biology um, I ended up going to UC, UCD and studying sociology and history of art I was sort of steered in that direction by my career as guidance teacher although I was really interested in doing something like physiotherapy sports science and nutrition yeah. um, but I wasn't too sure so I thought I'll, I'll do sort of a basic degree and then um, move on to something else and also, I mean, sort of through my teenage years, I was really into sports, really into um, staying fit and healthy. But when I went to college, I um, again began that sort of lifestyle of staying out late, probably drinking too many times a week, eating yeah. junk food. I was addicted to sugar. Um, and looking back, I didn't realize at the time, but um, I was in that cycle of um, sugar addiction. And it was affecting my sleep, my concentration, my mental clarity, obviously my waistline. Um, I was then diagnosed with acne in my sort of teens and 20s. And it was trouble with my skin, really, which I suppose spurred me on yeah. to search for a course that would work for me. So in 2010, I began studying nutritional therapy and graduated in 2013. It's really interesting what you say there about sugar addiction, because I actually feel like is everybody addicted to sugar? I mean, we all consume a huge amount of sugar in our diets. And I think mm -hmm. one of the things that, you know, as Irish women, a lot of what we struggle with is knowing what we're consuming and knowing what we're putting into our bodies. So, for example, we might think that we're having a really healthy snack or, or a healthy bar that's kind of being thrust at us in terms of advertising. Mm. But a lot of these bars and stuff are filled with sugar. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you say that you were addicted to sugar... Did you cut it out and then see the changes instantly? Well, what I was doing was maybe I'd go to college, I'd have a cappuccino with a teaspoon of sugar. I'd then reach for, you know, a cereal bar, yeah. break time, sugary yogurt maybe in the afternoon. It was only really when I began my studies into nutrition and I experimented a bit with cutting things out of my diet mm. that um, it, I did see the difference. And as I said, it was skin troubles, digestive issues, things like that, that really spurred me on to um, make some changes. And I'm a very much black or white overnight kind of person. So yeah. it had to be, I couldn't just phase it out. It had to be all or nothing. Right. I know some people do work better with phasing things out. But And Ashley, what do you think about that? What do you think about the amount of sugar that's in kind of all of our diets? <laughs> it's the biggest issue is that it's hidden in things. Yeah. So like a huge thing at the moment is people going for like low fat options, you know, and people are afraid of fat when actually when things are low fat, it means there's more sugar has been added. So you think you're doing a great job and kind of avoiding the fat and going only for this, like can say 90 calorie yogurt. Yeah. And what it does is you're taking more sugar in, you're going to get that kind of sugar hit, you're going to feel great for an hour and then basically it's going to wear off. Your blood sugar is going to drop and the quickest way for your body to, to get out of that panic sake, your, your body doesn't like when your blood sugar, it, they don't like when your blood sugars drop yeah. is to have something sugary and it's this like vicious cycle that goes on all day long and I would say to my own clients it's it's like almost like a an addiction like that you, you don't even want to have the sugar but you have to have it like your body's in this panic state and it, it's just going to go for the sugar it's so hard to make kind of healthy choices when your blood sugars are all over the place all day we're going to go back to how our nutrition can kind of affect different areas of our lives in terms of sleep and in terms of, like you said, skin and stuff like that. But I do want to ask both of you about your philosophy when it comes to food. So base level, what are the rules that you live by day to day when it comes to your own personal food intake? Rosanna? 
I really try to, I keep it simple. I eat fresh, um, really aim to eat whole foods, you know, keep um, foods as close to their natural state as possible. Okay. Um, which can be tricky for people, I think, when so many different foods are, are processed and packaged and, and so altered from their original state. Um, I love to eat plenty of colourful foods, you know, your fruit and veg. Um, but just to have as many sort of varieties of different foods as possible. Um, I try to, you know, not cut out too many types of different foods. I am vegan now, so that does change things a little bit. But within, you know, my vegan lifestyle, I do eat a very wide range of foods. Um, so I think variety is key, balance, um, not cutting out food groups, major food groups or macronutrients like your protein, fat and carbs. Yeah. And obviously not being afraid of eating uh, fat, but maybe a healthier sources of fat. Um, and I do think food should you know, obviously taste good, but also it needs to nourish you. I think everything you, you eat, every forkful of food you eat should, should nourish every cell in your body. And I try to minimise the empty calories that I'm taking in. Ashling, what about you? What, what about you when it comes to your own personal food philosophy on a day-to-day basis? Um, well, I actually do myself, and it's kind of started working for me over the last few years, I will call myself an intuitive eater, okay. which means that I eat what I crave, what my body wants. Like, your body is smart. It knows what it needs and by you craving a certain food it's looking for either a mineral or a nutrient that that it's it's deficient in um, and that's kind of how what, ha- what happens if you're craving like a three in one though do you know a brownie so, <laughs> yeah but like even something like that so a three in one is when it's probably like after night of drinking mm-hmm. and all your body wants is salt salt yeah do you know what I mean so in that sense I'd be like yeah let's have the three in one like yeah. that'd be fine do you know what I mean but like on a weekly basis, like I always think, um, like around the time of your month come up to your period, um, your body actually runs better on fats. And right. I know myself, like I'd wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm dying for some like smoked salmon, and then I'm like, I bet you I'm get my period. So this kind of comes like over with time. That if you walked into my clinic and you've loads of different health conditions going on, like your digestion is sluggish and you might have low immune system, um, you know, all the candida overgrowth, like that's not a practical thing to say to my client. I'm going to give you an intuitive eating plan because yeah. you have to address all these symptoms first. But for me, like I've been doing this a long, long time. I've been brought up with this. I know my body and I know if I'm craving something, it's for a reason, you know, that way. Yeah. So as well, like for example, people And not craving, about restriction yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Like people who crave um, chocolate when you have your period. So chocolate is really, really high in magnesium. And magnesium is amazing for like, for example, like muscle cramping. So when you're cramping and you feel awful, no wonder your body wants something like chocolate to help with yeah. the cramps. Do you know what I mean? That your body is so smart. It really, really... Um, if you listen to it and you understand what it's trying to tell you, um, it's, it's amazing. Um, we did run a piece on site there on her.ie about how important food is to your sleep. Nutrition is so important to every aspect of our life. But the researchers in this particular case found that the participants in the study who ate more fat and sugar and less fibre than others, they didn't have great sleeping patterns and they woke up a lot throughout the night. I mean, obviously, the two of you are very in tune with your bodies and you know what you're putting into it do you find that your sleep will be affected or do you find other aspects of your life are affected if you let your nutrition lapse a little bit 100 percent. yeah yeah definitely. definitely you know people say to me oh i can't stop waking up at two in the morning full of energy and i say well are you eating sugary foods an hour yeah. before you go to bed yeah. and most more often than not they are and yeah what happens is what you mentioned there about the um you know your blood sugar levels are raised when you eat a high sugar food refined sugar mostly um, food you go to bed and then you get that crash in the night which causes an adrenaline rush and that's what wakes you up with your heart racing and yeah. wide awake 
Um, you know, equally, if you're having caffeine past a certain time, I know we all have different limits for caffeine, but if I have caffeine after about two o'clock, um, it will certainly affect my sleep. Um, things like in my first book, Eat Yourself Beautiful, I include what I call a tryptophan rich snack, mm-hmm. which um, you know all about. Um, which I don't know is, what this is. Yeah. <laughs> tryptophan is a type yeah. of amino acid, which is a part of the pathway to forming our sleep hormone, okay. um, melatonin. So what it does is just help to encourage your body to, you know, get that tired, sleepy feeling. Um, and I think almond milk, almond butter. I was just going to ask, what is this in? Because I need this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like something like I'd have maybe a slice of apple or an apple sliced with some almond butter and cinnamon yeah. or mm-hmm. even a bit of banana with some almond butter or a warm almond milk with cinnamon. Like yeah. There's lots I, of uh, yeah. I give my clients um, a tripped fam rich bedtime snack, which would be your oat cakes, your almond butter and some banana on top. Oh, wow. And if you have that with something like chamomile tea, knock you out. It mm-hmm. sounds yeah, so yeah, good. Really, yeah. really good. So, a bit of porridge. <laughs> yeah, a bit of porridge. Yeah, like you have to understand like your body is literally made from food. Like, do you know that way? The food has such an impact on it because we're whole system, that's what it's made from. It's yeah. not just something that you're eating. It's not just something to enjoy. Like we're physically made up from nutrients yeah we're going to talk about the festive period in a little while we're going to take a break now um but before we do rosanna you brought in a smoothie for us so i think what would be a good thing is if we tasted it now so that our listeners don't get too annoyed with us because we're just sitting here drinking delicious things so we'll taste it now we'll try and guess what's in it and then when we come back we'll see it ashling's it's down the trap remember oh wow that's gone Mm. not bad i need to Oh no, I need to describe it. <laughs> I'm not saying oh no to the smoothie, I'm saying <laughs> no, oh no to horrible. my voice yeah. just saying it's it all. It's a post-workout smoothie, so I do quite a lot of weight training. Yeah. So I have it at, straight after weight training to try to kind of repair and aid oh, muscle repair that's and delicious. I need to describe as well, it is purple. Would you call it purple? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's not as sludge-like like as I expected. Yeah. Which is <laughs> good, it can be a bit sludgy sometimes. That's really tasty. So I'm going to take a break now because also (laughs) I'm sounding a little bit filmy. Now we're going to go into our spotlight on sport and her name is Debbie O'Reilly. She's a former Irish international athlete and she's just set up Ireland's very first health and fitness nutrition box. And I caught up with her earlier in the week. I'm joined on the line now by Galway native, former Irish international boxer, paramedic and entrepreneur Debbie O'Reilly. Debbie, this spotlight on sport is kind of different this week. You are, of course, an athlete, but also we're dedicating this whole episode to my favourite thing, which is food. And you are combining two of my favourite things, which is sport and food with your new business, the new Three Fit Box, which is Ireland's first health and fitness subscription box. So before we get into your business, can you tell me a bit about your back? Background as an athlete. Absolutely, uh, Need is lovely to chat to you today. Basically, um, I started off training for fitness and primarily weight loss back when I was in secondary school, and then uh, soon found my love for competitive sport. Um, and then in my early twenties, I started boxing and won um, an intermediate Irish title and then a senior Irish title, and then went on in 2015 to box for Ireland. Um, so in the last couple of years, I've retired from boxing and took up um, functional training. So I'm sure you've heard of the buzzword CrossFit going around at the moment. I have. Um, Olympic lifting <laughs> and powerlifting. So I've been doing that now for the last couple of years. And basically that's where YouTube Fit then came about. 
and decided to branch into, I suppose, the, the fitness industry. So before we go into that, you kind of skirted over your accolades there. You were the first woman outside of Katie Taylor to claim the Irish 60 kg belt. Isn't that right? That is correct. In 2015. <laughs> so that, you've done your research. I have. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't that long ago at all. So how come you decided to retire? Um, well, I, I work full time as a paramedic. So um, it was it was challenging to, I suppose, train with the high performance team, team up in Dublin and work in a full-time uh, career. So uh, I thought long and hard about it and I had to make the decision really whether I, I suppose, continue with uh, boxing and, and give up my career or I suppose venture down the road and continue my career. So I decided to stay with the paramedics and um, then branch into, I suppose, nutrition and continue training, but take a step back from the competitive side of it because I think um, the lifespan of an amateur athlete uh, can sometimes be quite short, really, because there's financial constraints and everything that goes along with, obviously, being an amateur athlete. It's, it's not a, a paid position, really. And um, I, I was coming into my late 20s really at that stage and I suppose decisions had to be made um, it, was, it would have been very easy for an up and coming 18, 19 year old uh, to possibly beat me in a match and then and then they're offered high performance training and, and I could lose a position very quick and I suppose in hindsight I, I wish I got into it uh, more competitively at a younger age yeah. but uh, but I'm still glad I did what I did and I'm, I'm thrilled I, I got exactly what I wanted out of it I, I wanted to, to win the elite seniors um, and I did and, and I was thrilled to do that and um, and then to go on and, and box internationally was, was the icing on the cake yeah damn those 18 year olds I know <laughs> so obviously you've no, been training um, you've been training competitively for a long time so how important is or was sports nutrition to you when you started out originally um, I suppose when I started back in the day like everybody else I, I hadn't a great knowledge on nutrition to be honest with you and yeah. my idea of losing weight it would have been weight cut that would have been um, the big thing with boxing obviously you're making uh, weight you know you're trying to get into certain weight categories so it would have been like going out for long runs, I suppose reducing my calorie intake. Um, unfortunately, there was times then where you'd come into, I suppose, drastic weight cuts and um, water manipulation and that. And I suppose there was times I went into fights and I was probably dehydrated yeah. and, and undernourished, you know. And it was through trial and through error and losing fights um, from being, I suppose, inadequately fueled. Um, that brought along the idea to look into sports nutrition because it, it is huge in other countries, but it's really only taken off here in Ireland in the last year or so. You spoke about it there, just about being underfueled for a match and that's something that I've kind of struggled with in the past in my sport about knowing when you're supposed to eat the certain foods in order to perform at your highest level um, carb loading is something that people talk about an awful lot I mean is that even something that you're meant to do or does it really depend on the sport um, it, it, it depends on the sport really but what, what we offer basically at NutriFit is 12 weeks sports performance nutrition programming and in that if, if an athlete has a competition coming up or a big match or a big fight or, or is rowing in a big event or something like that we, we do offer uh, different forms of carb loading so we do a 3 and a 7 day carb load and it can be hugely beneficial but again 
it, it, it boils down to the, the athlete themselves, how they're getting on with nutrition, how many carbs they have during their program with us, whether there is a need to load. Um, carb loading is certainly more beneficial to your endurance athletes. So um, there was a seat to summit there recently up in Mayo, and we had one or two clients who competed. Um, I suppose, yeah, they competed. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a competition to finish that. But um, they would have carb loaded with us and definitely found a huge benefit. But again, it boils down to the athlete and their sport um, in some context, like i.e. a boxer, um, and they're struggling maybe to make weight, and we're not going to recommend a carb load unless we've had them for a good 12 to 16 weeks out that we can safely control and manage their weight so that they're, I suppose, the morning getting onto the scales fueled as opposed to what I was doing yeah. and dehydrating myself to a raisin to try and make a weight category, you know. So New 3 Fit, that's the, uh, that's the name of the business that you have and it's Ireland's first health and fitness subscription box. Can you tell me, I mean, obviously, you know, it was something that you were probably dealing with yourself as you were moving into a different type of training but uh, where did the original idea for the fitness box come from so the original idea actually came about last christmas and a friend of mine wanted to buy me a fitness box for christmas okay and she had been i suppose trolling the internet or trolling the internet online trying to find a box that would deliver to ireland and the only one that would was in the united states but you were talking about 50 euro for delivery and then um customs and all of that so she even she actually said it straight out to me. She said it would be a, a great, great business model for Ireland. Um, the fitness industry has exploded, the health and fitness industry in the last couple of years, and why not try and introduce it? So basically, um, <laughs> obviously with permission from her, um, I went with the idea and um, decided to develop the NutriFit box. Um, and the name then came about. It's a bit of a play on words. It's the no, it's new, the number three and fit, because in Ireland sometimes we say three, so nutri fit as in nutrition fitness. Um, so then I thought that would accompany the nutrition side of it as well. It's a great um, name. So I got it. I got it straight away. <laughs> I got it straight away. Yeah. Oh, I did. No, I did. I completely didn't just get it before I started speaking to you. It's just my <laughs> mother's always told me to pronounce my trees with the H, and I always used to get given out to for saying tree. So, um, but it's a very it's a smart play on words I like it yeah the, the tree the, the tree works in Ireland not so much over in the UK we've had a few people ask them what the name means but that's, that's alright <laughs> so what exactly do you get in the box and how much does it cost people so every month uh, the book the box is delivered to your door basically every month and each month brings a whole new uh, range of products customers can sign up to one box and that's thirty nine ninety nine, or you can sign up to a subscription tier so we have like three six month and 12 month and the 12 month is obviously the most value for money it works out at 29.99 um, our lowest value box has been 60 euro and our highest valued box has been 85 euro so you're always getting more than what you pay yeah. Um, and our goal then as well is to have as many Irish suppliers in the box as possible um, so that we're obviously supporting Irish um, and we know where the products are coming from and where they've been manufactured and everything. So so there's a mix of, of products. There is cheats. So we'll say your protein bars and your, your uh, protein chocolates and treats like that. And then we have full products like protein, um, protein bags of protein, maybe BCAs. You might have wrist straps. You might have 
gym t-shirts skipping ropes we had um, a, a book from um, an Irish author there recently as well You've talked about how this kind of uh, subscription box can benefit various different types of athletes from hobby exercisers to elite level competitive athletes why do you think something like this works for everyone is it to do with timing or is it to do with knowledge do you think in terms of like food prep and what you're supposed to eat everyone's busy these days so do you think that's why it's a success I think what it does is it gives um, it gives the individual a chance to try new products before maybe they commit to buying long term products so we'll say someone might have never tried um, omega-3s and, and then we have omega-3s from an, an Irish supplier so they, they get to sample them for a month see do they like them and then the, the hope is that they might continue on buying that product with the, the um, business that was in the box so it's not essentially from us so that basically people who put their products in the box they can um, hopefully they'll hopefully get a couple of customers after um, the other side of it then is an awful lot of people particularly those that are new to fitness um, and exercising might not necessarily know what is healthy and what is not and what you should be taking and maybe what you should be avoiding so we don't just throw in anything willy-nilly um, all the products are WADA approved as well so if you have an elite level competitive athlete everything in the box is safe you know yeah. um, that there's no risk that they're going to consume something and next thing it, it pops up on a, on a banned substance list so everything is pretty much your run-of-the-mill safe um, consumable products and then the other stuff is really nice with like gym bags a gym towel water bottles we have keep cups coming up in January because um, there's a huge campaign now in Ireland that uh, to bring a reusable cup when you go for a coffee or a tea so mm-hmm. we have um, Nutrifit keep cups coming down the line as well um, so we, we put our own merchandise in too but we like to give other people the opportunity to put their, their products in So the good thing about this as well is that coming up to Christmas it could be a good gift Absolutely um, Funny you say that we actually have a Christmas Nutrifit box on sale at the moment ah. and it's basically it's the ultimate gift for Christmas for that bitsbo in your life it's 130 euro worth of worth of fitness premium fitness goodies for 69.99, and we're wrapping it all red with a big red bow and beautifully presenting it and uh, delivering it to your door the week before Christmas to give that special someone. And you won't feel guilty because it's not a selection box. Exactly. You know, there is protein chocolate in there, but uh, we don't mind that. That's great, Debbie. Thanks very much for chatting to us. Hopefully the next time we meet, it will be in person so I can actually get a box for free. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. We'll send one up to you. Thanks a million, Debbie. Talk to you soon. Thanks, you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, so we're back. Um, we had that delicious smoothie. Ashling, you pretty much guessed what was in it. I'm really bad at that kind of stuff. I can never know what's in it. Although, I thought I tasted peanut butter, but that's there wrong. There was almond butter. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, so not too enough. far off. Yeah, yeah, what did you guess, Ashling? Um, the Sun Warrior protein powder is a real, like, distinctive kind of taste from, like, vegan protein yeah, powders. It's, yeah, it's sort yeah. of chalky. A chalky taste. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's it's nice, fine. though. It's so fine. you, you would yeah. make that for yourself and then have it after you train. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's basically water with a smla- splash of almond milk as well to make the flavour a little bit more creamy. And then I've got frozen berries. So it's blackberries, blueberries, raspberries and some strawberries and some 
fresh baby spinach, um, a scoop of the Sun Warrior, Warrior and the almond butter. So we are coming up to the festive season, although we're not quite at the 1st of December yet, Rosanna, <laughs> I know that you don't want to. <laughs> but there will be a time in the not-so-distant future when we literally won't be able to look around without drinks and food being on offer. We ran a piece on site recently there about the amount of calories that people consume at Christmas and it completely floored me. I know that these stats are shoved down our throat every single year. But I mean, and you know, I know it's Christmas and everybody has a great time and stuff. But this particular piece that we ran, the stats revealed that something like 5,000 calories on Christmas Day we consume, which is bonkers. And <clears throat> the thing is, it is Christmas. and I know that everybody gets to kind of just relax and have a good time. But it's also a period in the year when I think people and women in particular do worry because there's so many parties to go to as well. So how do you, Rosanna, get the balance between trying to stay healthy and also being able to kind of indulge a little bit and enjoy the season. Well, I do love a good party and yeah. I do love to, you know, have a have a dance on a night out, but I think it's very much about getting the balance right. So, um, you know, I'm not militant about being um, really strict about, you know, saying no to alcohol and um, treat foods and things like that, but definitely in the few weeks, you know, throughout the run-up to Christmas, I will try to sort of either minimise the amount I have to go to or I'll, you know, have a, a balanced meal or snack before I go out so I'm not picking at um, the canapes and yeah. crisps and things at, at an event. And something with sort of protein and maybe complex carbs and fat or yeah. even a few oat cakes with a bit of nut butter or hummus is um, a good snack. Just to So it's just about making the right choices, I yeah. suppose, and not going off the deep end and just jumping into a chocolate cake, essentially. Yeah, and having water. I mean, I'm not a huge drinker, but definitely yeah. having water... Um, between drinks or with drinks is really important to stay hydrated then on Christmas day I mean yeah Yeah. I'm not going to be head in the roses tin all day or anything like that but I think you have to enjoy Christmas day it's about family friends food exactly um, enjoying yourself and then just get back on it a day or two later what do you think about this kind of time of year because I know you've spoken a lot on your on your social media sites about digestion and bloating and bloating is something that I think we all struggle with and around Christmas especially the foods that we're consuming is very different to the food that I suppose we would consume on a day-to-day basis and you feel that in your body you feel lethargic Mm -hmm. you feel like that what do you think same kind of thing as Rosanna just about intuitive eating the problem with Christmas is that it's literally for two weeks like it's it's not just one day like people yeah and it's actually Mm. nearly the whole in December almost Mm. so with all my own clients I tell them control what you can so like if you know right, I'm going out for drinks tonight I'm having dinner with the girls I'm going to be having a bottle of wine or whatever you have control of what you're eating that day for breakfast and what you're having that day for lunch Yeah. so go for the healthy choices them two morning or th- that day you're going to know right I'm going out tonight I'm probably going to be hung over tomorrow morning I'm not going to want like porridge for breakfast um, and just kind of accept that and then on the Sunday when you get up fresh go and have a good breakfast again do you know that way yeah. that like just be mindful of what you're eating and just have a balance exactly And we talked a little bit about, you know, um, alcohol earlier on and stuff. And I actually think like there's there's a huge amount of calories in alcohol. So much. So when it comes that far off pure fat or pure oil in terms of it's terrifying. Nine calories per gram of um, sorry, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Calories per gram of um, pure fat and then seven 
um, of alcohol. So I don't know if people know that. No, it's the not problem that with, Yeah, <laughs> the problem with alcohol is if you have like a fatty meal, a sugary meal, or some sort of protein, our body can use that as energy. Our body can do something. Even if you go and have a whole jar or a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's, your body goes, okay, I can work with this. Okay? Yeah. And it does something in your body. Um, with alcohol, it has absolutely no use. It's just, it's called an anti-nutrient that your body just goes, okay, all this is, is a toxin. There's no benefits for it at all. So, Wow. Any alcohol you take in pretty much just converts to fat straight away. Okay. So your body doesn't really burn off the same way as other foods. And that's the biggest problem. And your liver has to do the job. So before yeah. you can burn off, say, any food you've eaten, say if you're drinking um, alcohol with a meal, um, your your liver actually has to burn off the alcohol and use it in whatever way it can or not use it and um, store it as fat um, before it can actually deal with the food you've eaten. So it does change your, your whole kind of metabolism, the whole yeah. way that your body works. So actually, mm-hmm. we don't need alcohol at all. <laughs> Try to manage like, it. We don't need it. Like, <laughs> it keeps yeah. alive, you know. Well, some people do. <laughs> so what would be um, your choice then of alcoholic beverage if you're going out, trying to keep in mind that we don't want to destroy ourselves? What would be your kind of go-to drink? Drink. What I usually tend it to do is spirits, so like gin, vodka, Bacardi, and sparkling water, and then fresh lemon or lime. Um, for my clients, so a lot of people have a problem with yeast. Okay. So um, we have good bacteria in our gut, we'll probably talk about later, like your probiotics. And yeah. we also have bad bacteria. And the bad bacteria could be classified as yeast. Yeah. And I see it all the time with people that say people have like one glass of wine and their head is banging the next day and, you know, your sinuses are, are flared up. And you're They're allergic to it. It's just this yeast overgrowth kind of makes them worse, right? Wine is The wine is just beer. awful, <laughs> yeah. So I get my clients on... Now, I'm not really big wine, so people are always like, this wine is horrible. It's the Jacob's Creek wine. Okay. You get it anywhere, like, you know, all of your supermarkets will have it and there's pretty much no yeast in this wine. So what I say to people, if you are going to drink, buy this wine, yeah. you'd be less inclined then tomorrow to be hung over and then you're going to make better food choices then if you feel better. Now, the calories are pretty much on par, yeah. but it's not always just about calories. It's about what you're going to do the next day as well. So my thing is your sparkling water, your 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 gin, your Bacardi or your vodka and your Jacob's Creek. That's I do want to ask a little bit about the intolerance um, intolerances that kind of people have in Ireland and I think it's it seems to me that it's almost something that's still growing as in not a lot of people are going and testing things out and I know this through my own kind of group of friends again constantly having digestive problems and constantly feeling bloated and even though we're trying to eat healthy there's still definitely a level of knowledge that we don't have when it comes to that when you look at it like the whole gluten free I don't even want to call it a fad because it's not a fad but I do think that people kind of Mm -hmm. fall back on that and go you know what I'm feeling crap so I'll go gluten free for a week and I'll see if that works but now like are we all allergic to yeast and are we all kind of allergic to gluten it's something that people still don't have a handle on but they're kind of coming around to the fact that we're not consuming the right foods essentially I think it's not very clear to people and I am really interested in the research going on, um, you know, that involves sweet foods or gluten and certain conditions or diseases. And I think nothing is confirmed, but it's just ongoing um, research. What I do know anyway, and from myself, from people I've worked with, family, friends, is that not everybody digests certain foods um, as well as others. Um, I certainly don't digest um, foods like wheat um, or gluten filled foods that well so I I do find that I've less bloating less digestive issues if I do cut them out and I did notice an improvement in my skin as well when Mm. I cut out um, wheat foods obviously the flip side and the problem is that when people maybe who don't need to go gluten-free do go gluten-free they're maybe eating more sort of processed foods that 
are gluten free. They say they're gluten free, but they contain more sort of processed ingredients. Yeah. Um, they end up eating more, um, you know, processed foods and foods that maybe aren't as beneficial for them. So yeah. I think if if you you are sort of thinking about going gluten free for whatever reason, or obviously if you're you're diagnosed as celiac, then um, it's absolutely crucial to be yeah, gluten free. But if you are thinking about it, then do talk to a qualified professional yeah. who can guide you in the right direction and you know give you an eating plan um, that does involve gluten free foods. Ashley, what, what do you think about these kind of things? I mean, would you call the whole gluten free? Would you call it a trend? Would you call it a fad? Obviously yeah. not if you're celiac, and obviously yeah, obviously there's certain conditions where I would recommend a gluten free diet autoimmune conditions being one and then obviously if you're a celiac then as well and um, when it comes to bloating it's one of them things that people think it's normal like you know my friends come home at the end of the night and they're so bloated and it's just part of their day they just think oh this is just what you're meant to be like at the end of the day and it's when people come back to me for a follow-up consultation and they're like I didn't know this is what you're meant to feel like I didn't know you're not meant to be you know having to unbutton your jeans and your way home from work and yeah. that kind of thing and it's not even so much on what we're eating. People are so focused on the foods and oh, I'm going to cut out this food and the bloating will go. It's actually deeper than that. And that's what like as a naturopath, what I always look into. It's the root, the, the root cause. Why is this happening? The underlining reason. So what are the main reasons then for bloating? Just so, tell me right now so I don't have to undo my jeans <laughs> okay, anymore. I'd love so, to know. Yeah, there's three different kind of things, right? The one that's really going to hit the nail on the head and if every single person in Ireland went out and did that it would make a big difference to them and that's got to do with your gut health your probiotics Okay. and these guys are basically responsible for breaking down your food Okay. so what happens is that um, they're really sensitive to everything loads of things to kill them off one of the biggest things being stress so like everyone is some sort of stress you know that feeling yourself when you're really anxious about something and you have them butterflies in your tummy so yeah. it's like literally a direct link between your brain and your gut and people don't really realise it and what happens is so like antibiotics we call off this gut bacteria as well and alcohol and sugary foods and let's say instead of having 100 we only have 20 left and we come along and we eat food our body can't break it down in enough time and the food is sitting in your gut too long Okay. and when it sits there it actually starts to rot and it starts to ferment and when this happens a gas is released and this gas fills up your tummy and that's actually what bloating is okay. so bloating is rotting food that's so <laughs> gross it's so gross <laughs> yeah it's so lovely yeah so that's one side so if everyone went out when everybody went out and got a probiotic you'll actually help your body break down your food first I was going to ask because you just said there like if it's meant to be at 100 and then it goes down to 20 like we're yeah. not getting rid of them forever we can get them back exactly right? okay. yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like they're gone the think about it like in Ireland we are so bad at having foods that are rich in probiotics like mm. um, what's the one the kimchi, kimchi yeah sauerkraut kefir. like have you ever heard of sauerkraut I've heard of it yeah yeah, I don't think so food, yeah like yeah. it's fermented so. cabbage like and people look at me and they're like no like I've never heard of that it's you pretty know? stinky <laughs> yeah, so we don't really eat many foods with probiotics in them so that's why kind of your gut then is, I've heard is of suffering. it I don't think yeah. I've ever eaten yes. it another problem in Ireland and I've definitely felt it is that antibiotics are prescribed so frequently yeah. and people mm-hmm. don't think okay if I do a course of antibiotics I need to you know repopulate my friendly or healthy gut mm. bacteria afterwards people yeah. just go along with their lives maybe eat the foods drink sort of alcohol um, eat the refined carbs and you know, yeah. make the problem worse. They actually encourage the bad bacteria to grow, which yeah. encourages bloating more. So we need to think a bit more about our, our gut health and yeah. our um, just digestive health. Mm. So you said that was kind of one of the, the things. Yeah. What are the other things? 
Um, the other thing then would be stress. Stress, okay. right, So that yeah. is a huge, huge thing. And we live in such a fast-paced society now. Everyone is running around. Most people are literally eating their lunch on the go or mm. someone's after annoying you in work and your stress levels are up and that kind of thing. And basically, we have two different sides to our brain. One side deals with stress and one side deals with digesting our food. And they basically just don't match that. Yeah. Like, when you're really stressed, all the blood goes away from your... Um, digestive system and then the food is sitting there really long and it starts to ferment it's the exact same process we're rotting it again rots it, yeah, yeah exactly so stress is a massive part of it so even for my own clients I just tell them things like sit down chew your food like put away your phone like mindful eating some people eat their food and they're like what do I have for lunch you know that way that yeah. you kind of eat it while they're walking yeah like <laughs> you're not even kind of taking it in so your mm. mind is thinking about 101 things and then you're, it's like as if your body hasn't really caught up being like oh wait we're actually having lunch now you know yeah. there's such a well established link between your gut health in your brain health yeah. and so much for our immune system is within our gut so much of our serotonin 90% of our neurotransmitter serotonin is made in our gut and that's what encourages us to feel motivated and happy yeah. and um, it helps to reduce feelings of kind of low confidence low, low self-esteem even cravings for stodgy foods can yeah. be affected by low serotonin so you know looking after your gut health will benefit your, your overall health in mm-hmm. so many different ways so I, does it have anything to do with poop? bloating well it's important um, to yeah like um, you're I was guessing that this is like <laughs> I thought you were going to say and then the final thing is poop yeah <laughs> since you brought it well, up well like constipation <laughs> like I mean if you are getting constipated it's a definite sign that your probiotics aren't working properly it's like your right. food is sitting there for so long yeah. that it's going dry and hard and then it's it's hard to pass well, yeah, a lot of people way. don't eat enough fibre they're fiber, eating yeah. kind of beige foods they're yeah. eating you yeah. know and then animal protein foods yeah. don't contain fibre if you're going to have a piece of chicken a um, piece of meat a piece of fish you really need to have you know half your plate full of vegetables yeah. or high fibre yeah. foods and they say you know well <sighs> I can't talk about poop anyway but like what goes in <laughs> must come out yeah. and if you're constipated obviously it's not coming out so something is wrong there exactly. in the process yeah. between yeah. your mouth yeah. and your <laughs> yeah. the whole issue as well with the probiotics is they absorb nutrients from your food right mm-hmm. so I see clients come to me and they're actually eating really well like loads of people like being healthy and fit at the moment is so trendy and they're coming in and they're so sick and they're always tired and they're so constipated and their skin is breaking out and it's like they're eating well and they're still malnourished because your body can't physically get the nutrients out of your food yeah. if you don't have enough probiotics It's not what you eat, job. it's what you absorb. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so you could go and spend like 100 euro a day on like the best only organic um, foods and the best supplements but if you can't absorb them it's literally going to do nothing for you. So I'm going to ask you as my final question both of you and I'm giving you a bit of a warning now so your three must have foods <laughs> that you buy weekly and that you need in your kitchen at all time I don't want you to answer now because first off I'm going to do a little test so I'm going to test you with food myths right and true or false questions so I just want you to answer true or false <laughs> okay. and these are kind of silly ones so these are, are myths that have been around for I don't know a really long time so we'll just see what you think so the first true or false question to do with food Celery has negative calories. <laughs> false. I used to think this in school. Yeah. Wait, so false. Sorry, I'd say false. It's one of these crazy myths. Yeah. Okay. Like, so yeah. you both yeah. ding 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 ding. False. A stick of celery has about ten calories, but it yeah. only takes two calories to digest it. So maybe that's where it came from. Yeah. But like, it's not. That's not really how it works. People say still. you're just eating water. That's no. what people say. Yeah. <laughs> we it's not as black cool. and white as that. Though, yeah. I don't yeah. Think. yeah. Yeah. So the next question, true or false, alcohol burns off entirely during cooking. True or false? 
if you're drinking it while cooking? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a great night. Um, I don't know if I'd say false. Yeah. yeah, probably false. Probably yeah. not completely. Yeah, you guys are smashing this. Yeah, false. It never burns off entirely, although most of it will in recipes that require long enough cooking time. But you yeah. know the way people are like, oh, I'll just put in a bottle of red and it'll yeah. just burn off. Well, like the calories yeah. are still there. It's just the not. It's not going to make the you sugar, drunk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. It takes seven years to digest chewing gum. True or false? I have no idea. I have no idea either. I'd say false. I'd say hopefully if your yes. gut is in good health, you'll pass it through. It kind of, yeah. Without too many issues. Like it's not going to get stuck. I think it, like it gets stuck around your intestines. I think that's what we were told I don't think, when no. we were younger. Yeah. No. I think it's just for kids to make them not swallow chewing gum. And we have mucus linings throughout our digestive systems. Yeah. There's no way. You are correct. False. Stuck. Some components in the chewing gum will break down in your digestive system, but what doesn't will just pass through naturally. Yeah. Pooey chewing gum we're talking about. Imagine chewing gum has many nutrient benefits. (laughs) And then the final one, some red food colouring is made using bug scales. True. You both know this straight away. Yeah, Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, beetle, yeah. Yeah. It's cochineal or something. So the the food colouring known as cochineal, yeah, Yeah. carmine, carminic acid, natural red 4 and E120 is made from an extract from squish scales of a bug. Delish. That's gross, man. <laughs> yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. that alright? There's that probably okay? loads Stick of things natural like that. red foods. Yeah. Strawberries yeah. and beetroots. And okay, yeah. so finally ladies, I do want to ask you what are your three must-have foods that you buy weekly and that you need in your kitchen at all times? Three. Um, greens. I'm big on greens. my leafy greens, spinach, kale, berries. Not berries. Yeah, I do. If I fancy something sweet, maybe in the evening, I find berries, does yeah. it for me, and I pop them into smoothies and things. And they're a lower sugar fruit as well. Yeah. Um. So if I am eating fruit, I tend to eat it more so in the morning. Yeah. So I don't get an energy rush later in the day. Yeah. Um. So berries, definitely and great for your skin with um, high level of antioxidants. And anything that's a little bit naughty? Um, I was about to say avocado or almonds, but not that's naughty. not naughty. That's not um, <laughs> I do like my dark chocolate, yeah, but a dark chocolate. Dark yeah. chocolate's all yeah. right, yeah, though. Yeah. That's not and too bad. I always bad. have cacao yeah. powder at home. I yeah. always pop that into kind of sweet treats and desserts. Um, and anyone, if you've read either of my books, um, there are big sections on the sweet treats and desserts. Yeah. Um, they're definitely popular. And Ashling, what about you? Three foods that you can't live without. This is so random, but rice is one of them. Okay. I literally eat rice like five days a week. Now, yeah. I'm not on its own. You have to kind of have it with something, but like I hate cooking. So I'm real like, what's going to be quick? What's going to be done in 10 minutes? Can you save that till the very end of the podcast? Yeah, I hate cooking. But you know what though? So I think people are actually going to like that as well. Because when you're in with me in a clinic, I'm like, look, this will take 10 minutes. Make this food. Yeah. If I'm giving it to you, you're not going to be in the kitchen for an hour because yeah. I wouldn't do it. I would not expect my clients to do I don't same. have the time. To yeah. No, yeah. no, no one does. The time. You come Everything home and you're hungry. Yeah. yeah. So rice is one that I always have like ready to go really, really quick. Yeah. What else? With dark chocolate, we want, and it's a bit generic, kind of. Yeah. But I do love a little bit of dark chocolate now at night time. Seventy percent. I like the seventy yeah. percent, and it's yeah. good for us women. We need yeah. that. Exactly. Excuse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and probably eggs as well. Like yeah. I just, they're so handy. They're so versatile. They're so convenient. I just always say to people when you're buying eggs, buy definitely free range eggs, and then if you can, buy omega three rich eggs as well. So just because they're they're better for you. I'm absolutely starving now. Yeah. Finally, before we go, I do want to ask you what's coming up for you in your careers over the next while. So, Ashling, AOK Nutrition, yeah. it's kicking off on social media. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of found you through yeah. people recommending. So, I think what's great about what you're doing is that you're giving a really, like, you're almost bringing it back to basics. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a really good way to look at it. So, how yeah. do you plan on kind of growing the business in the future? Yeah. Um, 
actually my brothers own a nutrition company a software company and they are bringing out it's kind of for um, like nutritionists and health specialists at the moment but in the new year they're bringing out an app for um, for everyone mm-hmm. so it's kind of going to be like my fitness pal meets like Facebook okay. kind of thing so I'm really excited to get that so I can be linked with all of my clients and when you come to me you can log up on the app and I can kind of keep an eye on you and we kind of chat back and forth so I think that's a really kind of cool <coughs> yeah. thing in the works and yeah I was thinking about doing something like YouTube and stuff like I kind of just did I started Snapchat um, a few weeks ago because it was Nutritional Therapy Week and I wanted to kind of talk more about nutrition and naturopathy and just get people kind of more aware of it Rosanna what about you more books down the line do you think? As I mentioned I'm hoping to study a Masters in Personalised Nutrition from January next year Um, but also I um, well signed an exciting deal with a um, hotel group kind of the end of last year which we just launched in September this year so it's a Constance Hotels and Resorts group and they have seven luxury resorts across the Indian Ocean from Madagascar to Mauritius and the Maldives and the Seychelles and I've come on board as their nutrition consultant Amazing! um, and I've worked with their chefs to design a range of healthy eating kind of wellness menus to go into their main restaurants, their spas, their fitness centres and we're developing uh, fitness programmes, wellness programmes for all their hotels and their response has been great Um, and as I said I flew over to Mauritius and the Seychelles to launch it in September and uh, launch the menus kind of for the festive season and I'll be back probably next year to kind of do the the summer. Brilliant. their winter our summer yeah. um, menus but yeah it was great I was able to kind of order my own recipes from room service and all those sorts of things so they're all recipes um, similar to the ones I, I've put into my books that are free from sugar yeah. uh, gluten and dairy because uh, the hotels are finding that their guests were looking for those sorts of recipes yeah. um, and their chefs tr- tend to be French trained right. so not so maybe up to <laughs> speed yeah. on um, healthy eating. So that sounds fantastic. Really Ashley, yeah. we're going on holidays. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Let's just yes. hop, let's hop on a plane. <laughs> Join um, the queue. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much to our Spotlight on Sport guest, Debbie O'Reilly, my wonderful panellists for coming in, Rosanna Davison and Ashley O'Kelly. Paul Donegan was on sound. The ladies behind the scenes who I can't live without, Kat Stewart and Anya Leach. I'm Neve Marr and we'll chat to you next week.